Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the 39th episode of Why Are People Into That? The podcast that always makes eye contact. My guest today is subversive writer and podcaster Merit Kay. She's the host of the Woodland Secrets podcast and the editor of the anthology Video Games for Humans. I actually talked to Merit for about 20 minutes before we got into this week's subject cocksucking. If you want to hear her talk about pregnancy fetishes and something called the Omegaverse, you can subscribe to Wire People Into That on Acast Plus. The latest episode of my special Acast Plus segment, which I call Interrobang, features Lamalani Sieverts giving a kinky crafting lesson on making your own torch for fire play. Download the Acast app and subscribe to all your favorite shows to find out more. Mark your calendars. I'll be presenting a panel called Obscenesters with Merit, my guest today, former Wire People Into That guest, Milka Halili, and my dear friend, Yana Kalu, at BinderCon in New York City, October 29th and 30th. BinderCon is a conference for women and gender nonconforming writers. I highly recommend it, and maybe I'll see you there. I'm also looking forward to attending the Woodhole Sexual Freedom Summit this year. Susie Q and I are presenting a lecture about the whore singularity, and we'll be asking the question, if everybody's naked on the internet, is nobody naked on the internet? Also... My friend and colleague, Tristan Terramino, is teaching her acclaimed sex educator boot camps on Thursday, August 4th in Alexandria, Virginia at the Woodhall Sexual Freedom Conference. She is one of a handful of people doing professional training for sex educators and folks whose work focuses on sexuality, including bloggers, authors, coaches, speakers, BDSM educators, therapists, health professionals, and sex workers. If this sounds like something my listeners might be interested in, I have a special discount code for you. DEAL25. You can get 25% off your registration for Tristan's camp. So, strap on your knee pads and relax your throat muscles as we explore why are people into cocksucking? Um, well, we're so glad that you're in New York, um, and I'm so glad that you agreed to come over to the podcast. Yeah, no, thank you. This is really exciting. 
Cool. Um, so Merritt is a writer and also a podcaster in her own right. Um, your podcast is called Woodland Creatures. Uh, Woodland Secrets. Woodland yes. Secrets. Yeah. I'm an asshole. I think I'm thinking of a ween song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Woodland Secrets. What? Uh, and so it's filled with secrets and creatures, to be yes. honest. Yeah. yeah. No, creatures figure prominently into it. <laughs> Um, we end up talking about furries probably like every other episode. So. Definitely the one I listened to your episode with Arabella. And you guys definitely talked about furries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and you you have a book out, an amazing book um, called Video Games for Humans. I got that right, right? Yeah, that cool. One was right. From Instar Books. <laughs> That's right. Um, tell us a little bit about that book. Yeah. So Video Games for Humans is basically a collection of interactive fiction. And so it's kind of like choose your own adventure stories that were popular in the 90s, but they're all written online. And so what we did with the book was like basically assign different stories to different writers and say, play through this and write a bit about what that experience was like for you. So all of these games and stories are available online and you can still play through them for free mostly. But what the book does is basically say, you can like sit next to this person basically as they play through and give you their feedback and stuff. So you can sit down basically with Imogen Benny, this like amazing queer writer. Oh my God, and so I love Imogen Benny. She's fantastic. You can basically, you know, watch over her shoulder as she plays a game about, you know, sacrificing animal animals to become like a demon and <laughs> smoke weed and like instate full communism and you can get her take on it. Um, and so there's like a bunch of different chapters like that. And it's just the super cool, huge project. The book is also really heavy. So if you need like an improvised weapon, it's also uh -huh, really good uh -huh. for that. Yes. No. And I love it when people want to talk about something that is not like some fetish that no one has ever heard of but just <laughs> something that is like obviously it does not always have to be vanilla but it's something that is really rooted in the body and really like i'm pretty sure most people know what a blowjob is um so uh first of all can you define when you when you said that you were interested in doing why are people into cocksucking can you define cocksucking for us today yeah, I mean, I think the question of nomenclature is really interesting around this stuff. Um, so my friend Chelsea Summers has, we had this conversation recently where... She's very funny on Twitter. She's incredible, yeah. Um, where she, we were talking about this and she was like, you know, only a man would come up with the term blowjob. Mm. Like, that is like a man's thing of like turning this act into like this like kind of banal form of labor almost oh my god totally and i've been thinking about that lately and it's just like yeah that term is not very interesting or erotic to also me at how all. much blowing is really going on well i i mean maybe i've been doing it wrong um <laughs> i'm just all about i'm just blowing the hell out of that thing um but yeah, it's like a weird word to use. It's very crude and very like, not crude in a way that I find like erotically charged, just kind of like, oh, it's a thing that you did. It kind of lands with like a thump. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Like a dull thud, like of the, of a soft cock after you've done it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so cocksucking to me, I mean, like it's a much more evocative phrase like you have like two words that are really have really great sounds in them right next to each other um like you have that sound in both words so um it's like a very strong term and i guess i would just define it as 
God, how, I mean, Oxford Dictionary defines <laughs> cocksucking. Um, no, I mean, I think some people have very specific ideas when it comes to cocksucking, um, but I think it can be done basically, you know, on anyone who feels like they have a cock, um, which can include a lot of people that most, like, cisnormative and whatever kinds of society wouldn't say do. Right. Um, and, yeah, I guess. Um, so really any anyone yeah. can suck cock. Yeah, anyone and can And anyone suck cock. can get their cock sucked. Absolutely, yes. Anyone who wants to do either of those things can. Um, whether it is a cock that is attached to your body or one that you are temporarily putting on. You know, what occurs to me when you're talking about the, the sort of semantic difference between blowjob and cock sucking, it occurs to me that nobody is ever called a blowjobber, but... <laughs> but cocksucker can be an identity for sure yeah yeah i hadn't actually thought about that but it's kind of funny like yeah calling someone a blowjobber <laughs> i mean it's interesting because like in wrestling i don't know if you're familiar with it but like a jobber is someone who basically goes in to like take a fall to like make someone look good interesting and yeah blowjobber i oh, thought it's so fascinating um but yeah cocksucker is definitely like you can be a cocksucker identified or you can have that term thrown at you. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And it's like supposed to be emasculating, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same as calling someone a faggot, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, also like as if that's a bad thing. Right, right. Yeah. But I mean, like basically you've let a cock into your body or like, but I feel like a cocksucker is like that in ways it implies so much like, even as an insult, it implies, like, not only did you sort of, like, let this happen to you, but you, like, took an active part in it, almost. Like, yeah, you, you maybe even liked this. it. Yeah, you liked this awful thing. Um, which is, like, always the weird thing to me about male sexuality is, like, how they, like, make the things that they want to be disgusting and like it's like very strange yeah i mean that's kind of the whole foundation of like of um male sexual control of women i guess but um it is like really weird when you step back and think about it like you guys like this don't you don't you what right <laughs> people just suck your cock right and yet well it's also it's like a weird power trip false consciousness thing it's like you thought you liked it but I'm so powerful that I'm here to tell you, you shouldn't have liked it. Yeah, exactly. What's yeah. Up with that? I mean, yeah, it's like, um, it's very strange. Um, and I think, yeah, it is absolutely just about like controlling women's bodies and desires. But I know plenty of people who happily, enthusiastically identify as cocksuckers. Yeah, yeah. Some of my best friends are cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like, any kind of term that is thrown at people like that, there is power in, like, taking it back and being like, oh, yeah, no, I do actually fancy, fancy a, a cock suck in, <laughs> you know, every fortnight. Um, when I'm rutting or whatever, or <laughs> in the Omega, for am I doing it right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, actually, if you were in heat, then sucking a dick wouldn't actually alleviate that you would need to be not, I've, never mind, I'm sorry. 
just <laughs> well, right because like sucking cock does not get you pregnant which is really one of its best qualities yeah it's one of the more attractive parts of it for sure for sure so what's hot about cock sucking right i mean i think for some people there is definitely a power thing involved like i think definitely. there is an intimacy in taking any part of a person's body but especially one that is so vulnerable mm. um into your mouth it's um, like a little baby bird <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that is like a power thing for some people um i guess for me and i think the flip side of that which i land on is that it is the opposite it, it is like a very like um almost kind of degrading or humiliating situation um but not that i consciously believe it is but that because of all of the messages around it it's right. very easy to take that and be like oh yeah this is gross yeah like i am a gross slut um this is awesome um and just like reveling and being disgusting and being degraded and absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's interesting because i think it can land on both sides of that coin um whether people are looking to like feel like powerful from doing it or looking to feel totally disempowered like mm. it's the same act but it can satisfy both of those situations absolutely um and but i suppose that you know i mean oral sex doesn't have to be about power it can also be about and it does you know and it could be about service but it can also be about pleasing someone right like like just complete like giving someone a massage just being like lay back and i am going to suck your cock i'm going to like suck you dry right yeah no there's like so many different facets to it almost there's so many different ways that people can come at it i feel like um, which is like one of the interesting things about it to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. Like I get told time and time again that at all of the feminist sex toy stores, your Babe Lands, your Good Vibes, is your uh, Smitten Kittens, that the most popular class is always how to give a good blowjob. Why do you think that is? It's funny because I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> I've always been mystified by people. I don't know. Maybe it's just like kissing. I've just been like, how are you bad at this? Mm, mm. It's just your mouth. Just like use it. Um, but maybe that's a little presumptuous of me. I mean. I mean, not everyone can be as naturally talented as you, Mary. Wow. Um, I, what can I say? I have a gift. <laughs> Um, but share your secret with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of dismaying to me that mm. those courses are so popular for a bunch of reasons. Uh, one of them is that there's this weird professionalization of sex mm. for non-professionals that I think is really strange because I don't think you should have to treat sex that way and i don't think there's anything wrong with skill building or with learning new things but 
I just feel like the way that those kinds of things get folded into this like kind of sense of like, oh, we need to be having better sex or we need to be mm. improving our sex, sex life or quantifying it or, you know, measuring how long it took us to orgasm or how many times that we came or like whatever. It just feels really creepy to me. <laughs> right. Um, it kind of, I see what you're saying. It kind of turns sex into like, first of all, like here are the rules. Yeah. You need to learn the rules and do them right and then at the end of the equation you will have the right answer yeah but it also kind of turns sex into like crossfit yes absolutely that is the the thing is like it kind of evacuates it of the grossness and like of the like <laughs> i my friend charlotte shane um also ta- amazing also, on twitter yeah, basically <laughs> just shouting out all the brilliant women i know um has talked about how a lot of these kinds of sites of like feminist sex stores, not to like name anyone in particular, just like a general pattern of like, they kind of make sex into this sort of bourgeois, like, Mm. like, Oh, we let's go out and get a new vibrator. It's like going to the Apple store. I'm like, well, right. It's like a luxury item. It's a luxury item. It's very clean. Mm. Um, There isn't this kind of element of grime or like grunginess. And in ways that is a very positive thing, but in other ways, it kind of turns sex into this very sterile thing that is about skills, that is about these, like, the right technology. And that status. Is status. All of these things um, that, you know, I think any Marxist would have a lot to say about. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, when I... There's a first time for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, like, those kinds of classes, like, I see why they are popular, um, because first of all, like they appeal to straight women who are constantly being told that they are not desirable enough and that they are not good enough and all of these things. And like, here's and the this way w- to fix that is to spend money. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Spend money and learn how to do this thing. And I get it. It's also so sad. <laughs> well, I mean, I can say having uh, attended uh, many of those classes at many different venues, I think that the the people of the like sex positive feminist sex toy store um, world are, are, are doing are doing good work. You know, I, yeah, I think that they're, sure, they're, yeah. do, they're doing the Lord's work, you know, like they're they're fighting um whatever Lord that is. Um, <laughs> 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 um, they're uh, they are approaching the mentality that you're talking about, the like conspicuous consumption commodity fetishism, uh, bourgeois, like status obsessed folks and saying like, give us a little bit of money and we will like, you know, for example, teach you that the secret to a good blowjob is learning how to enjoy it and thinking right. about the ways that, I mean, now I'll just say that, like, if I was going to give a tip, like, what is my, like, you know, just the tip, um, my, <laughs> like, uh, biggest blowjob or cocksucking technique advice would be, if you don't like it, figure out why you don't like it and what you would need in order to like it. And it's probably not flavored condoms. Ugh. <laughs> that was the thing. That was a thing for a long time. Yeah, it was. was. Like, the problem with blowjobs is that dicks don't taste good. Oh so let's God. make them taste like latex and candy lube. Mm-hmm. 
that's going to solve everything. Yeah, that was an interesting approach. I mean, for sure. A for effort, I guess. Thanks for trying, but uh, no. Yeah, no, it's like trying to solve a... Yeah, you're trying to solve a social issue with an engineering solution. Oh my god, that's very well put. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, I think if people... Yeah, that is the secret, right? Is like, if you are not into it, then it's probably not going to be very pleasant for you or the other person, unless they're totally oblivious to to you, in which case you probably don't want to be sleeping with them anyway. That might unfortunately be part of the case. But that is probably part of the case, yes. So it's not just on the cocksucker, but it's also on the person getting their cocksucked to be good at getting their cocksucked. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there are people who are good at that and there are people who are... That is a skill, like, right? Like receiving oral sex is absolutely a skill because you can just lay there or stand there or whatever Mm. and be totally silent and unresponsive in which case i'm like is this okay am i doing good do you would you rather be doing something else um or you know you there are things that people can do like you can touch your partner like you can run your hands through their hair or you, you can, can pull their hair talk. you can talk you can say things um you can say you're such a good cocksucker i love it when you do that you look so beautiful your face looks so pretty impaled by my cock just for example just for starters yeah you know all that kind of stuff and so like it is a team effort like anything like any sexual act so i have a few questions for you number one um what is there to love about sucking cock? Wow. Wow. Where do I start? Um, Besides the taste of chocolate-flavored condoms, of course. Well, uh, that goes without saying. Of course. Um, I feel like, for me, that is a big part of it. Is like, And I think for a lot of people, that is a big part of it, of like that feeling of like doing, of like, very viscerally doing something that is pleasing to someone. Yeah. Um, and however you approach that, that is like a really cool thing to be like, I am doing something that is like really awesome for this person who I like or I'm into or whatever. Um, and especially if they're telling you that, yeah. that's like super, super cool. Um, and I think also if you are also like eroticizing the, uh, supposed grossness of it and that adds another layer of like enjoyment onto that activity um and then also like just like i don't know to be very like visceral and like crude i guess oh please There, like you know it's um there are like somatic parts of that experience that can be very enjoyable like the smell of someone's body or like the feel of their pubic hair or like all these things are like very particular like physiological experiences um that are pretty unique to that um yeah and even just like the kind of i'm about to use the word mouthfeel and i'm going to throw up um (laughs) (laughs) um but just like you know like the feel Please of having someone... Please describe it like you're describing a fine wine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the bouquet. Um, <laughs> oh, you don't want you don't want a bouquet. No. no. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like even just the experience of like having, yeah, this part of someone's body in your mouth. Um, it's like very intimate and like 
um, I guess there are some people who find that kind of like the actual like smell or taste or whatever of a part of someone's body repugnant. But like, I think it can be like a really, really awesome, intimate, intense thing. I agree. I mean, it makes me think about like you grow up and you're supposed to grow out of that stage where you're just like learning about the world by putting things in your mouth. (laughs) And you're like told like in order to be a civilized adult, you don't do that. And then you have consensual sex and you're like, I get to put things in my mouth that I'm not supposed to put in my mouth. Yeah. Again. I never grew out of my oral face. <laughs> <laughs> well, some Freudian will have a field day with you. <laughs> um, okay. So next question. Um, what makes a good cocksucker? I mean, I guess we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but can you elaborate on what do you think makes a good cocksucker? Yeah. I mean, I think enthusiasm is like at the top of the list because getting a lackluster or unenthused blowjob is like the least sexy thing to me. Um, Like I'm sure there are people who can get off on just anyone Mm. putting their mouth on their junk. But for me, it's like, I don't know why anyone would be into it if I wasn't really into it. And like when people have done it to me, like if they're not into it, then I'm like, why are we doing this? Because like, it's nice, but like, if you're not into it, then we could be doing something else. Um, So I think definitely enthusiasm is, um, is really high. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think adventurousness too. Mm. Um, Because to me, like that, one of the cool things about cocksucking and not to advocate law-breaking or public indecency or anything like that. It's all, it's all right. But is that it's the kind of thing that is pretty easy to do in a lot of places. Mm. Um, I'm talking about, like, bathrooms. I'm talking hotel stairways. Oh, you know, yes. the classics. Um, graveyards? Graveyards, for sure. Um, and, you know, depending on, like on who's involved there are other kinds of sex acts that can be pretty you know quick tear down as well but like for me that is like the super like you know you can pretty much do it anywhere um god that's true it's very portable (laughs) it's the portable feast (laughs) and let's just take that out forever uh we'll cut that we'll cut that that's fine um no yeah no <laughs> no way okay. i know i said i would cut anything that you wanted but i'm not oh, cutting no, that denied <laughs> but yeah right it is like something that i think adventurousness on the part of the cocksucker and the cocksuck e is very important because to me like the kind of ideal cocksucking experience is not like two people in bed lying down and like someone sidling down like that can be okay sometimes but like i feel like someone standing up in like an alley or something weird is like oh yeah chef kiss it's so good (laughs) or like in a in a in a kitchen you know right yeah while someone's cooking yeah yeah perfect um uh (laughs) i'm disgusting (laughs) oh please i'm sure you can be more disgusting than that i was about to say amuse bouche and that's (laughs) (laughs) so we're we're even (laughs) 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Tina Horn, the producer and host of the podcast, Why Are People Into That? An interview show about sex, kink, gender, and love. I want to tell you about the new bonus segment of my show. It's called Interrobang. An interrobang is when a question mark and an exclamation point are next to each other. Really, that's the actual name for that. Interrobang is also a short, exclusive segment that you get when you subscribe to Wire People Into That on Acast Plus. On this episode of Interrobang, my guest is Lamalani Sieverts. Lamalani is a West Coast kinky pervert and leather title holder. She loves combining sex with fire, like actual fire. After recording an entire episode called Wire People Into Fireplay, I thought it would be fun to do an interrobang segment with her about showers and barbecues. Afterwards, we had kinky DIY time where Lama taught me how to make my own torch. Focus and, and just knowing its personality through the, the column of the flame and, and the torch and stuff. And flash cotton is also another thing, too, that when... I like having that laying down on the skin and as the torch hits it, or even gets close, having that set off in a very intense um, moment, because it generates a lot of heat very quickly, plus it has sort of that surprise element. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I got it. <laughs> surprise, fire. <laughs> to find out more, subscribe to Wire People Into That on your Acast app. Follow at Tina Horns Ass on Twitter and Instagram, and visit Wire People Into That com. So, uh, okay, so we've talked also a little bit about what makes a good kaksaki, um, but can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, um, like I, if you like if uh, if our listeners are are like, what I, what can I do to be better at getting my cock sucked? For sure, yeah, that yeah, that is. I think it's an important skill, and I really admire people who are willing to you know seek out self improvement in that yeah. respect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think being an active participant is really, really important. And like, I for me, like someone who is willing to talk and willing to um, even just like very small things, like you were saying before, like, oh, you're such a good cocksucker, like setting the right tone is just like, mm. whoa, I am like redoubling my efforts. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, um, I am. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I am. Um <laughs> That's what I've been saying. That's, that's what I've been saying, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, like being a- giving 
um, positive reinforcement mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or negative reinforcement, you know, whatever, whatever whenever you, uh, you know, y- the people involved are into. Um, and um, yeah, just willingness to like not be a silent partner, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. super important. I agree. Um, and then even though it might seem obvious, what is there to love about getting your cock sucked? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, well, I think it, I mean, I guess I am always thinking about things in terms of power because that's just where I come at things from. Sure. So same. like the, in the same way that I think about sucking cock as like this very like, like giving power situation. Um, I feel like having your cock sucked is like this situation of like accepting this, like this power that this person has given to you Um, over them. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, Which is like in the right circumstances, a very, very like powerful experience. Um, And even if, you know, that isn't like the cock isn't like attached to your body or whatever, it's still like, this kind of very deep psychological um this like intense psychological experience i mean like i i wrote an essay for the book girl sex 101 by um another of my guests allison moon um that is about like wearing a strap on and getting a blowjob or giving and getting a blowjob i guess i should say and uh you know to me it's one of the most amazing manifestations of the power of the imagination in sex where like when I am wearing a strap on and someone is sucking my silicone dick and there's so much to be excited about, about Mm -hmm. that. There's so much pleasure in it. There's so much stimulation. There's so much arousal and like, I don't have nerve endings in that dick, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter so because, mm-hmm. and you know, to me, that's just like such a, not only a beautiful manifestation of of queerness, but um, also just how much more sex has to do than nerve endings connecting. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. So let's talk about rough sex. You want to, are you, are you down to talk about well, like... Well, if we have to. <laughs> so are you are you down to talk about rough blowjobs it sounds pretty unchristian but i will do it for as a personal favor to you i did give you pizza you did so it's it's face fucking time merit okay <laughs> lightning round <laughs> what do you think about rough oral sex yeah i think it is it can be really cool. I think that there is a problem with people who do the head push mm-hmm. when. The can head you push, describe what you mean? The head push, yeah. It's a move where the cocksucky uh, will nudge the cocksucker's head in the direction of the base of the cock. Really, um, actually, I think that it could even be defined as like 
take like the cocksucky like taking the cocksucker's head even in like pulling it in the direction of their crotch like before the blowjob has even oh, commenced sure, yeah right yeah. like i mean i think that i can i can certainly remember some teenage years of someone not using their words but yes, just like yeah. taking your head and and putting it down there and you know in the right circumstances that could be really hot but it also i think can be a little demoralizing again like if you want it you just gotta be able to say it right i yeah i think in most circumstances like you know the whole like consent is sexy thing is like really boring and like you know consent is consent and like (laughs) you don't need to eroticize it to make it like important um but that's a really good point but that said like saying things to me has the dual purpose of being like oh this is what you want and i can like respond to that and also it can be really hot if someone is like i want you to suck my cock then it's like yes sir um and if they're like moving my head down there i'm just like okay well maybe i'm into this but like you're not even giving me the chance to submit to you right yeah like let me do this to be like be an active participant yeah like i'm yeah exactly like um and so i think that kind of stuff um obviously is not super great but um you know if people are talking about it and like yeah i absolutely want you to fuck my throat then like that can be really really hot um and um, i mentioned before we started recording i think that um i had written a poem in this chapbook that i just released that is partially about throwing up on someone's dick Uh, and um yeah you know bodies uh, are weird and sometimes that happens um i think throat fucking can be a very beautiful experience um and also you have to be aware of the fact that sometimes that's going to happen and yeah actually i'm going to plug chelsea summers again because she has a really incredible essay on deep throating oh great that what is it um, called i do not remember but i'll find you a link so you can put it up perfect um yeah so i think um you know rough um face or throat fucking like anything can be like really really awesome um if people are talking about it and if not then it can just be like really not great (laughs) really horrible i remember the first time that i started to give rougher blowjobs and it was definitely because i'm me it was definitely like me being like hey I want to start sucking your dick rougher as opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to somebody like grabbing my sure, ponytail yeah. and, you know, fucking my face. Um, but uh, I remember the first time that, that I started to notice that the closer a dick got to the back of my throat, the thicker my saliva got right and yeah. it's and it's and it, it sort of became this like specific sort of goal for me of, cocksucking that i would get at that like sort of special saliva that just made my mouth feel like more like a cocksucking machine Uh yeah you get that good good throat saliva yeah yeah that's like crucial is getting that up there yeah 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 very good and i also remember the first time that i just like was really going for it and then just went beyond gagging into you know trigger warning for people who like don't want to listen to talking about 
uh, puking, but um, that uh, it went beyond that thick saliva and just like just a little bit, just a little bit of puking. And I and I just remember like pulling up off of the dick and turning to the side and spitting on the floor and then just getting back to work. And I <laughs> and I I felt so hot and so powerful like i like sex is more important to me than what my my body can tell me (laughs) (laughs) obviously sometimes you should listen to your body when it says no but my body was like we don't know about this and i was like (laughs) i'm running the show here yeah (laughs) but deep throating doesn't always have to be the goal of cocksucking no, no. I mean, I think there are a lot of things that um, it's funny because like we have this one very specific image of what that looks like, of what cocksucking looks like from mainstream porn and right. from the culture. It's and very then, theatrical. It is. Uh, deep throating. It is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good party trick. It looks um, great on camera. That's all I'm ga- saying. It looks great on camera, but it is. It looks the only great thing. live too, actually, I should say. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it does. From whatever <laughs> angle, from the nosebleeds, from the, you know, from the front row, the orchestra seats. <laughs> so what uh, what else is there to love about face fucking and deep throating for either the cocksucker or the cocksucky? If the both people are into it, then like the face fucker can really just kind of like let go in the same way that you were talking about. Uh, like sucking a cock of just like being like nope i'm ignoring my body right now i'm just yeah. like gonna go for it um it's kind of i think a similar experience for the other person involved of just being like i'm just gonna like go for it and like like obviously the other person's into it and i'm just gonna like go to town on this person's throat or mouth which is like pretty cool what advantages do you think that the mouth has as opposed to other holes yeah well i think you have more fine motor control over your mouth definitely um there are some very special people who have very good control over other parts of their body but it's much less um i mean there's much less control over the muscles a lot of the time sure um subtlety you don't have a tongue in your anus or your pussy. Speak for yourself. Yeah, well, you know. There must be some fan fiction online about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you have a tongue, which is like a whole other dimension. Um, and I feel like the mouth is like, yeah, I mean, it's different from other holes or orifices in that it's so many other things too, right? It's like, it's how we communicate. It's how mm. we like take in food. It's like this very important portal into our bodies. Not that the other ones aren't important in their own ways, but, um, and so having a cock in your mouth means that you can't speak. Mm. And it means that you maybe have a little more trouble breathing. You're breathing through your nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's restricting some of that. And so it's kind of like, there are all these other dimensions to it that aren't involved in like, fucking someone's ass or pussy or whatever because it's like it's this totally different experience of like you can't talk you can't maybe breathe as well um and yet you are still like doing this this thing with them yeah i mean it's also like the hole that's in your face your head yeah 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 that's like where 
so much of your identity is yeah. right and also your 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 eyes are like right up next to the person's genitals and like yeah i feel like face fucking is like has this potential to like play with identity and stuff in a really hot way that other kinds of sex don't always um i mean i'm thinking particularly about the ways that like if you're someone who wears makeup mm. um then that is going to be affected in a way that it might not if you were getting fucked in another part of your body and it's almost like taking off your face which is like really intense and actually if you search on um on any makeup forum there is a lot of advice on like which lipsticks are um blowjob friendly and will survive it oh yeah Um, but the idea of having your face just totally like basically messed up by that is like really really hot is there anything else that you feel like you really want to say to the cocksuckers of the world or the like cocksucker wannabes of the world? Wow. Um, well, wow. Yeah. What do I want to say? This I is mean, your platform. Yeah. There's I don't know. so many cocksuckers listening out there. Yeah. I mean, I think you're beautiful. <laughs> Each and every one of you. Um, and I think if you're a cocksucker wannabe, it's like, it's great because the bar to entry is very low. Um, you just have to do it the one time and you're in for life. It's like being a porn star, right? It's yeah. like you just do it once and then you're a star. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, also like, um, I don't know. I think like, I think people who are good at receiving cocksucking or receiving a blowjob deserve a shout out because like I've been saying, it is a skill. Yeah. And... I have been with people who are truly terrible at it. At receiving blowjobs. At receiving blowjobs and make me feel like I might as well not even be doing it. Um, And I've been with people who are like really, really good and make me feel like, oh, this is great and you're enjoying yourself and so am I and like, isn't this amazing? Um, And yeah, I guess just reiterating the idea that like anyone can be a cocksucker and anyone can have their cock sucked. And I feel like oftentimes those conversations get into like details around like like we fetishize like size or like cocks that are attached to people's bodies or whatever but like it's not that's not like an integral part of the experience i don't think totally um and like yeah i don't know that's um i i hope that i have been fairly neutral in my discussion of of these things because like i think like i said all kinds of people can be in either role so do you have advice for people who are used to going down on a certain kind of crotch for lack of a better word and are like wanting to go down on somebody else but like don't know where to start that was very awkwardly put but right i mean i think yeah so if you're used to like like what eating pussy and you're trying to like suck cock yeah totally um i mean the cool thing is that you're dealing with like a lot of the same basic like if we're talking about biological versions of either um like and by that by that what i mean it's just not like a silicone thing um then like a lot of the same anatomy is basically involved yeah it's just like what is is it homologous is that the right word i think so 
yeah, it's just like in different places or moved in different ways or stretched out or shrunk down or whatever. Yeah. Um, or beneath the surface in the case of the clitoris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like in many ways it's pretty similar. Like um, you have like a lot of nerve endings like for people with biococcus like near the end underneath in ways it's very similar to like a clit mm. um and yeah i mean i think there's a lot of transferable skills um as if you're someone who knows how to like use your mouth in a way that it like people seem to enjoy then that's probably something that you can like it's a portable skill right <laughs> you can it's takes some adaptation but um, i don't think that the differences are as absolute as a lot of people make them out to be totally and also eye contact (laughs) yeah for sure for sure yeah so if you could give one cocksucking tip just the tip (laughs) what what would it be what's your desert island cocksucking tip I mean, find a way to be into it. And if you can't, then you don't have to do it. That is is great advice. (laughs) Because I think there are a lot of ways to enjoy it. And if you are feeling like you should or you want to, Maybe you haven't found the right way yet. Maybe you want to eroticize the feeling of power of having this part of your partner's body in your mouth and under your control. Maybe you want to eroticize the feeling of having your like your mouth, which is like your means of communication, being taken away from you. Mm. Um, and maybe it's none of those things and you just actually don't want to do it. And that's actually okay. Um, not everyone has to be a cocksucker. And at the end of the day, if you don't want to suck cock, then there's more for me. So... Um, <laughs> So that's it. Yeah. That's a beautiful note to end on. I just wanted to underscore something that you said earlier that I think is really fucking amazing. You said it in passing that consent doesn't actually have to be sexy in order to be important. Am I am I paraphrasing you correctly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the sentiment that certainly like I'm not the first person to say and like I've seen other people talk about it as just like we don't need to eroticize access to water for it to be important. So why should we eroticize consent, which is like also a basic human right? Yeah, or like people don't need to enjoy their jobs in order to deserve basic human rights sure. on the job. Yeah, that kind of thing. Well, I think that that's really powerful because I feel like in a lot of my work, I'm like trying to think of different ways to like convince people that consent is sexy and like, you know, it's not a bad thing if you can figure sure. out a way to like make it fun or make it part of your sex or make it something that you think of as something that brings you closer instead of alienating you but also if it's awkward if you lose your boner if you're not entirely sure what to say and it kind of sets you back and you have to like get back into it that actually has to be okay because for sure sex is not complete without consent yeah absolutely and like you know it may not be sexy when your partner says that no they don't actually want to suck your cock or whatever but like that is not the most important thing in the world <laughs> like and if you care about them or into them then you should be okay with that um so yeah like sex is gonna be we're talking about weird body parts and emotions and all these like 
complicated things that are messy on their own. And when you throw them together, it's a miracle that anyone ever does it right. Um, and so obviously there's going to be a lot of stops and starts and like that has to be okay. I love your attitude. <laughs> and I love thank you all of your disgusting visuals. Um, <laughs> so and- many food metaphors. <laughs> Terrible. Oh my God. Um, and I wish that we could keep talking about cocksucking all night, but um, I'm going to uh, let you continue your New York adventures. Where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter, uh, Merit Kopaz, M-E-R-R-I-T-C-K-O-P-A-S. I tweet a lot, just as a warning. You are also hilarious on Twitter. Thank you. You make me giggle all the time. Um, and then my podcast, Woodland Secrets, you can subscribe to that on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. And the website for that is woodlandsecrets.co. Cool. And any, any, anywhere else, anything else on the internet you want people to plug or you um, want to plug for people? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can check out my book, uh, Video Games for Humans. Yeah, where do you prefer that people buy that? Yeah, um, buying it from the Instar site is probably the best. I don't know that you can actually get it in a lot of other places right now. Um, but if you go to Instar Books, um, don't actually remember the website off the top of my head. I think it's instarbooks.com slash video games for humans. But and they have a lot of other really They have great a lot books. of other incredible projects yeah, they're that you totally people. check out. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was super fun. Cool, we'll do it again soon. Awesome. Thanks for listening to episode 39. Follow at Tina Horns S on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher, and take a few seconds to write a review. Visit wirepeopleintothat.com to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to our entire archive. As ever, why Are People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. Our theme song is by Pine from Oakland, California. Our website was designed by Justin Levesque, and this project is now sponsored by my generous and gag reflexless patrons. Swallow, don't spit, at patreon.com slash Tina Horn. Until next time. I'll be getting all of this pubic hair out from between my teeth. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.